Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. The best way to support the show is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or ratings on iTunes, please do. It helps more people find our show. And if you want to be on it, please shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I will be pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about the deep, dark secrets that make us feel gross and that we'll probably take to our deathbed or the kind of secrets that are silly and just plain embarrassing that we don't want to tell another living soul. You know, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. So my guest today is Britt. Now, Britt... I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. What is your secret? Ooh, okay. I think that I have decided on a series of secrets all related Ooh. to the idea. Yeah, that I think that we do ridiculous things to our bodies in order to feel um, like we're attractive, like we're grownups, like these kind of like these things that we engage in culturally that uh, we all do, but we kind of pretend like we don't. And we don't tell anybody. And that's why it's a secret. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Or we, or we keep it a secret as in like, oh no, I just like effortlessly, like this is just how this I am. This is who I am. This is how I wake up in the morning. I look just yeah. like this. <laughs> Absolutely. Like along those kinds of lines. And, and I thought back to when that started and it, I mean, it started at a really young age like what I, age? I kind of, like if you could, what age? I think the first time I remember doing something like that was maybe being like, maybe I was like seven years old and I, I had an older sister and of course my parents were in the house and they were all wearing deodorant. And I was like, oh, grownups like wear this because they like, this is what makes them a grown up, right? Like it's very important to them to put this on every day. And so like, I need to do that but I didn't know how to use it. So I remember getting out of the shower and seeing it in the bathroom I shared with my sister and I put it all over my face, <laughs> like, like on my forehead. I, was, I felt so cool though, just like rubbing it all over my face and my cheeks and like my shoulders and my arms. <laughs> and then I went to the dinner table and felt so amazing. I was like, I am officially part of this family and I'm an adult. And my parents sat down and my sister sat down and they just died laughing. And they're like, what did you do? What is all over your body? And I was like, nothing, nothing. What are you talking about? Nothing. And I think it's that first thing of like wanting to belong and kind of alter yourself, but also not wanting to admit that you've done it. So did you admit it? Did they figure um, it out? Oh, they figured it out for sure. My mom like probably like licked my forehead and tasted it and was like, oh my God, that's deodorant. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I think she realized she needed to have a talk with me about like what deodorant was and what was the appropriate time to use it. But that's one of those things where like the details get lost, but as, as a kid or like as a teenager or even as a young adult, as, as an older adult, you get these cultural cues that you're supposed to be doing something in order to be appropriate or attractive. And I think that was one of those things that I thought I wanted to engage in. Well, that's so funny because I have a two-year-old son and he sees his dad put on deodorant and now he's making 
him hold up and put on deodorant, like <gasps> fake put it on. So it's so yes. funny you said that because my son just did that. Yeah. It's that modeling behavior, right? So what was the next one? What was the next one you, you did? The next one that I did that I was just laughing about so hard when I was kind of like meditating on this is that I shaved my arms in middle school. Wow. Yes. That's like a full-time job. That's a lot well, of work. I did it once because it is a lot of work. And I, I guess I thought, you know, well, you, you shave your legs to be attractive. And I was going on this trip with my youth group. And like, there was like a couple of boys that I thought were pretty cute, probably some girls I thought were cute too, let's be honest. <laughs> um, and I was like, mm, like, well, we shave our legs to be sexy. So like I am our armpits. So I should shave my arms because apparently all body hair is gross. I'm supposed to shave my bikini line. I'm supposed to shave everything. So like, I need to shave everything. So I did it. I shaved my arms. And I remember being in like the back of the van on the way and one of the guys kind of rubbed my arm and he was like, oh my God, your arms are so soft. And I remember in that moment, like re receiving such validation for this choice that I had made and looking at him and being like, oh my God, thank you so much. And he was like, did you like, are your arms just like this? And I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. They've just always been this soft. Like what? <laughs> what? Oh my God. That's so funny. You totally like. Uh, lied <laughs> too. Oh, 100%. Like... Yes. Same. It's like saying with getting caught with deodorant. I was like, mm -mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I am just made this way. <laughs> Did you still shave your arms? Is that still something you do? No, no. Um... I, that was, that was a one and done because the maintenance was impossible. <laughs> and truthfully, like when you, when you talk about secrets, making you sick, which I do think is true because we store them in our bodies somewhere. Like we have to keep them somewhere. We have to hold that space. Yeah. And that seems like a silly secret, but I remember at the time feeling the weight of lying. And that now that I had said this out loud, was I always just going to have to keep my arms shaved forever to pretend that I was naturally this baby soft, like hairless little sex object. I was like, no, I cannot keep this up. And so I stopped doing that and let it grow out. And I think, I don't know if anyone else was in this time period, like gap anoraks where it's super cool. And so mm -hmm. I just like wore my gap anorak to school every day to cover my arms until they grew out to a normal. To rate. a normal, not stubby, <laughs> stubby, itchy. Yes, totally. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's amazing. But here's the great thing I have to say at such a young age, you're like, I cannot maintain this. I cannot no. like, that's amazing. Cause I thought you were going to say, I now shave my arms till this day because you wanted that. And instead you went the opposite way. You're like, this is just too much. I can't do it. It's too much. You know, it's like, I, I really fully experienced the validation for it, but then the lie that came after, and then like the pressure of keeping that up was just too much. It was just too much. So Oh my God. Do you have to have another one? Come on. Yeah. Okay. So that was like the next one. And then I think the ne the next one I can remember was in high school. Uh, I got a water bra and a what do you remember these? Okay. It, no. was, it was like time for this fad flashback. It was a water bra and it was like not a push up bra. It was it was at like Victoria's secret or something? No, I think they just had them at department stores, but it was, it was 
it was not padded, but it was like filled with water. So it made your boobs look real. And if you happen to run into them, like if someone was to like run into your body, it would feel like a real boob. And I- It was like an, a silicone boob inside your bra. Yes, much. but it was water. Mm. So it was like jiggly, you know? Like it was <laughs> like very jiggly. Yeah. And you know, you can tell when you're wearing a push-up bra, like- and I, I remember, hate them. I hate, yes. hate, I hate wearing them for auditions. I hate wearing them for characters. I hate them. Yes. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like when you have to get the push-up bra and you have the chicken cutlets in there and oh, you're yeah. just like, what are we doing? And I always feel like it just feels so false, like on my chest. Cause obviously people have seen me, I do not have big boobs, but it's like, it, it, I just, it's the worst feeling for me to wear a bra with push-up and those chicken cutlets. It's the worst. It's it's terrible. It's only if I'm on a job and that is a part of the experience of that character, like if that character would live through that experience for herself, then <laughs> I do it. But me personally, like I, um, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's a cami bra or it's no bra, baby. I'm exactly. Okay. Yeah. Go back to this water bra. Cause this okay, is, but is fascinating. Point, I am now a very, uh, not very, because there's always more work to do, but I feel much more comfortable in my own body and it works to liberate myself from a lot of these, uh, beauty standards. But back then, you know, being 15 years old and thinking, Oh, my attractiveness to other people rests on something like having bigger breasts that will make me more attractive. That will make me stand out. That will make me more feminine. That will make me more viable, um, through the lens of sexuality. So I got this water bra and I fucking loved it. I wore it. It gave me cleavage. They were bouncy. I took again, all of the validation. And I mean, all like, even my girlfriends would be like, Oh my God, your boobs have gotten so big. And I'd be like, yeah, I keep picturing a person (laughs) running through a field with their like water bra, like bouncing. Like when you talk about it, I was so excited because like I was buying all of the like deep V express baby tank (laughs) shirts and was like, yes, yes, yes. Look at me. And I wouldn't tell anyone, like even my close girlfriends, they'd be like, oh my God, your boobs have gotten so big. And I'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, Isn't that God, crazy? God blessed me with these. God really just blessed me with these new breasts that I am trying on and taking off every night. So wow. what did I, how do you even get past that? Because that's like a pretty blatant alteration to your body. Yeah, I think- I, you know, I'm trying to remember how it happened. I mean, I definitely, there's, I, it was my junior year, I believe. I, I mean, I wore, like, I just wore it every day. Like I wore all of my bras, you know, like now. So I think at a certain point, my boobs probably got a little bit bigger just from puberty. And so I was kind of able to seamlessly transition into just not having it anymore. You know, but I, it wasn't, I don't remember a day where I was like, no more water bra. I think I, you know, but it It probably stopped making them. So you stopped wearing them. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Um, but I think it was just like, oh, this is again, a burden I can no longer bear. The idea that I have to keep faking it is just on a, on a very low level every day, um, case. It's like, that is a low level lie that you're telling over and over again. And you have these little micro 
lies that you have to tell. And you don't want, you know, I was in the dressing room, so I was in theater and I didn't want to take off my bra and change in front of anybody. I had to go to the bathroom. I had to tuck it deep in my bag if I did take it off so that no one would find it, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's all of those things that you do that suck. Like they just, it sucks the life out of you. And even though it's small, it's something you're doing in multiple ways every day to try to protect the appearance that you are not experiencing what you're actually experiencing. Yeah. And I feel when you're saying that it's hitting me, that it's like, you're not living your authentic truth in -mm. these teeny little ways. And they build up over time. Yes, absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. Now, is there any glorious other moments where you just, you know, did another? (laughs) Like another like secret thing I do. Okay. There's, This is more of like a funny story that's a secret that I've just never told anyone, but it is related to this. I I remember being in college and going on a date. I like had a date that night and I was like, I'm going to give myself a Brazilian bikini wax because. Wait, you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh my God. Oh my God. I am, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I'm in college. Like here we go. I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to go to the drugstore. I'm going to buy it because also in the effort of like a wax is, is anyone who has experienced waxing versus shaving is such a like clean, uh, rip, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, it's like trying to achieve this effortless appearance of like, Oh, I was just born with no pubic hair. I just always have this, you know, glistening soft skin with no hair on it. You know what I mean? And buying into and who just idea, was it the Brazilians that actually created that? I think it's ridiculous. That is the yes. most ridiculous thing where a woman cannot have pubic hair. Whoever yes. thought of that like needs to be taken out. Like not in a <laughs> not in a mean I'll shoot you kind of way, just in a ridiculous <laughs> kind of way. But in a like, let's have a kiki. Like let's yeah, have a like, pubic hair kiki. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Okay, go on, go on. I'm like dying right now. So I was like, listen, I'm saving money. I'm going to look like an effortless magazine girl. And so I, you know, I get out a mirror. I like get down on the ground in my bathroom floor. I'm like, put the wax in the microwave. I do the whole thing. So you're supposed to let it, this was, this didn't have cloth strips on it. If anyone else is familiar with that, but it just hardens. And then you like pull it up when it hardens. Um, I don't know what I did wrong. Maybe I didn't use baby powder first. I'm not sure, but it would not come off. It was stuck. It was stuck. I had a giant chunk of like hard wax. Oh yeah. It's, it's as awful and painful as you can imagine. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) And I was like, almost in tears. I had this day, like that night, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was horrified. I was like, what do I can't, I mean, there weren't like video calls at that point, although yeah, I they're not like a video deep. call with anybody. YouTube, anyway, but... YouTube, no. how to get, how to get DIY Brazilian wax out of your, <laughs> out of your pubic hair. So I called the hotline and a very nice woman walked me through it. And I had to you like use like a uh, baby oil and just like slowly, very slowly let the oil disintegrate the wax, like a tiny bit at a time. How it long took, did that take? It took like an hour and a half. It was so uncomfortable and 
I have never told that story to anyone because I, I mean, I felt like an idiot, obviously. But again, it's that thing of like, well, I'm supposed to appear effortless in this, right? So even right. getting the Brazilian, like, why tell a story like that? Because once I did get it finished or once I get a Brazilian somewhere else, it's like, oh no, it's just always been this way. I just am effortlessly maintained all the time, right? Oh my God. I haven't even asked you any questions. This is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm doing is laughing. Okay. I do have a question. These are amazing, but I have to say, you know, you said you're in the entertainment business and you have, that's a lot of pressure. What are the, Mm -hmm. are there things you do now that you wouldn't do if you had that pressure on you? I'm not. I am, I actually feel like I have gotten to a really good place. You know what? That's not true. I would say the one thing I would not diet nearly as much as I do. I really Right. Wouldn't. Thank you. I, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. I, Cause I was thinking like, I, you know, I can resist the temptation of a lot of the beauty fads. I am not a, like keeping up with the Kardashians person. Like Me I don't either. need to know about cellulite treatment or like, I don't need to know about like sh- shading or whatever they call it. Like yeah. Contouring I, your face. Yes. Contouring your face. And then there's like the peels and the wraps and the, and je- I, like, I don't, it's not tempting to me. Um, I, I don't even get I my can, nails done. Like I don't even get my nails done. You know what? I actually got a gel manicure kit, uh, to give myself gel manicures at the beginning of this. Oh COVID my God. This, this makes me really nervous for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a pretty good job actually. Um, I messed up my feet, but like my hands look okay. So yeah, it's like, I'm just like, listen, I am going to do the best I can. And then when I get to set, like if they need to fix anything, they can clip in extensions. They can give me the chicken cutlets, like whatever we need to do. That's fine. Um, And just so you know, people, everybody in Hollywood, every female wears clip-ins on camera. Nobody's hair is that fluffy. And I didn't even know this when I cut my hair short, I thought like, I was supposed to have more hair and people even with short hair put in clip-ins. I just have to say that because I didn't actually know that. And I'm an actress. Yes. And guess what? It's not just the ladies, the guys get, they have, they have powder, colored powder powder Mm -hmm. that they put onto their scalp to cover any hole. It's like, it is. And their beards, they get their Mm -hmm. beards perfectly like, like little hairs, that little microfiber hair stuff they put yep. on. Mm-hmm. It's Im- it's important to know because I also didn't know that. I thought, oh, extensions are just if you want your hair to be longer. Yeah, they make that's it what fuller. I thought. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so dieting, that would be the one thing that I would say I would not be as concerned um, gosh, especially cause you know, quarantine has been such an interesting process. I think oh, for everyone, everyone, um, I have never eaten so much bread lately. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just those comfort foods. Um, I wouldn't think twice about it in the way that I do now, just in terms of trying to maintain the integrity of like what my headshots look like and what, you know, being on camera, it, at certain angles and I'm a very tall person. So often I'm acting with people that are shorter than me and like, they're going to split the difference, but most of the time it's going to be shooting at my neck. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's the worst. I actually had a cinematographer say, don't let anybody shoot up at you. And I was like, okay, mm. okay. I was like seven, like right when I started, it was in prom <laughs> night. They were like, I was standing on a, a stairs and he's like, don't let anyone shoot up. And I was like, okay, thanks, sir. 
like yeah. have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, I wish that weren't true, but like, also it is true. And he's trying to look out for you, but also that's such a formative age to already have that in your mind, you know? I know. And it's like my first big, big studio movie. Well, my second big studio movie. And I'm like already nervous and yeah. yeah. But he was trying to be helpful, but I, let's get back to the dieting. Cause I do, okay. what are the things like you would allow yourself if you weren't in the business? I think if I were not in the business, um, I just wouldn't ever count calories. I really don't think I, I actually am very good about not getting on the scale. That's yeah. I got I rid of mine. Uh, uh-uh, not doing that. But I would say that, you know, I would comfortably live in a weight range that is probably 10 more pounds than I like to be on camera because the camera adds about 10 pounds. That is not a lie. It is absolutely true. And it would just be nice to like get through a whole year of my life and not have a period of time where I'm like, okay, well now we got to count calories because we need to be at a deficit. So if I work out this much and I eat this much, then I'll lose like healthily a pound a week. And you know, it's just all the micromanagement of it. And you know what? I think people do that anyway when they're not on camera to be absolutely fair to everyone else. This is not exclusive to our experience, but I certainly would really just base it on how I feel. And that's probably something I should work on anyway, you know? Yeah. I, I, it got, for me, it's when my jeans get too tight, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I have to like get them. I have to stay in this small pair of jeans because I know if they're too tight, I'm not at the weight I'm supposed to be for camera. So that would be my scale. But still, I would also say, and I say it all the time, if I wasn't in the business, I would easily be 10 pounds heavier and be okay with it. Yes. So I'm there with you. It's reinforced too. I remember working with a nutritionist when I first moved to LA um, because I, I actually have a lot of food allergies that I have come to find out. Um, I knew I had a dairy allergy since I was a baby. Um, and then I found out I had an egg allergy and a gluten allergy and all these things that were contributing oh, to geez. me having, I know I was having autoimmune symptoms and I was getting tested for lupus and all these different things. And finally we figured out I had a food allergy. Um, so I was working with a nutritionist and I remember that he was looking at my weight. He's like, okay, so we're going to give you this plan. And like, this should help you be in like a healthy range. And he goes, Oh wait, did you say you're an actress? And I was like, yes. And he goes, Oh, Oh yeah. You want to be at least 10 to 15 pounds under that then since you'll be on camera. Like that is nutritionist who is saying that. I have never, unless like they specifically go like, I need to be smaller for this part. I've never heard. That is so crazy. Okay. So you've been holding this secret, like all these little secrets, right. That keep like Mm -hmm. hitting on that self-esteem just a little bit. Like, yeah, you feel like you're never enough. So let's tie these to the deadly seven sins, which I love to do. So I'm going to name them for you. And then you mm-hmm. tell me if it ties. So we got pride, we got greed, mm-hmm. we got lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. I would say pride. Why? I think pride is the reason that those seek for me, that those little tiny secrets would get kept. Like the, I wanted the pride of someone thinking that I just grew magnificent breasts overnight. I wanted the pride 
of being considered to have the, the softest skin and the youth group <laughs> trip. Like what? You know, I want it. I want the pride of, of being this like effortlessly sexy person. Um, and that, I think that's where it lives is like, why, why not just say it out loud? Why not say I did this? I did this. I, you know, I put in extensions, I put on whatever and not make it feel like we are meant to magically wake up that way. I don't know why I, I, it's gotta be attached to pride to think that someone can't know that I had to work for it, that it was just given. Mm. I don't know why that seems so important. Wow. That's so just that statement is like hitting me and I don't know why, but it is like, I also have that where I want to look a certain way and it's, I want it to be effortless. And if someone Mm -hmm. asks me, I don't want to give them the details of like sitting there and plucking my eyebrows and like, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure my hair is done and, you know, putting self tanner all over my body and it smells, you know, (laughs) like, yes, absolutely. Self tanner is one for sure. I have definitely had people say, oh my gosh, you look so great. Like your skin tone's amazing during like a summer trip where I definitely got a spray tan. And rather than saying, thank you so much, you should go see Casey at Glow in Studio City. She gave me a dope spray tan. I go, oh my God, thank you. (laughs) Like what is that? I know. Okay. So who have this? I know what you're going to say, but I've got to ask you anyways, who have this secret benefited or harmed? Um, well, I don't think it's benefited anybody really. I mean, you're not giving up that spray tan information. Like I would have liked to have that information. (laughs) Exactly. Well, now everyone has it, by the way, she is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess it benefited me in the moment in the sense that I experienced validation. I felt Mm. very validated and I'm sure that's, that's what I was searching for in, acting out that practice to begin with of waxing or, you know, having great deodorant that makes make God, God forbid I ever smell bad, you know, then I won't be attractive. Like those kinds of things. Um, now I will definitely tell someone that I'm wearing deodorant. I would say I like let go of that one. That was like a younger <laughs> one that I was attached to just trying to feel like a grown up. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it benefited me in that way. And then it also harmed me in that way because it reinforced this idea that, I was not enough on my own and that the prideful part of me wanted other people to experience and validate that I was enough with these tools that I was utilizing. And if I didn't let them know that I was utilizing them, then all of a sudden they just think I'm enough as I am. Right. So how do you move forward knowing all this now? I think, hmm, Meditation is really important because it helps balance my brain between racing through all of those thoughts of what am I supposed to be like? How should I show up? What's going to be acceptable? What is considered, you know, the evaluation of in this situation, what is considered to be the most um, prime or like optimal version of myself? Because I think we, we as actors and chameleons are often thinking, well, for this audition or for this audition or this different role or this different meeting, it seems to be that the optimal version of of who we are shifts as far as standards. Oh, yeah. 
Right. And so to be able to, but I think people that are not in the business that happens too, you know, you, you show up as a mother, you show up as a wife, you show up at your job, you show up at, you know, walking through target, you need to like, feel like you need to be a certain way, you know, like, so I feel like everybody has those where they put on like a uniform for that moment, maybe. So how do you not do that though? Meditation. Meditation is extremely helpful in terms of keeping your brain balanced. And I think truly living for, rather than living for the feeling of validation, living for the feeling of freedom. And that means, do I want to shave my legs? Do I not want to shave my legs? I have gotten to the place, hey, when quarantine happened, I actually had this amazing thought where I was like, you know what? I don't remember what my legs look like. I have not seen my legs look like they did when I was 12 years old, right before I shaved them for the first time since that moment. And so I'm going to grow out my leg hair because I want to experience my body in that really innocent way that I experienced when I was 12. I haven't seen that since then because of the beauty standards that I place on myself. And so letting myself do that, I did it. And then I experienced it. And then one day as my own liberation, I thought I want to take a really long shower and shave my legs and like give myself a salt scrub and feel like a newborn baby. And then I did that. Right. And it's just, it seems so small, but living for the freedom of your own expression and finding the joy in your own body is so much more important than experience or not important. I mean, it can feel really important to you to experience the validation of others, but I think it's a more deeply satisfying, fulfilling experience to have the freedom of expressing yourself. Yeah. And the validation from others never lasts. So the thing that really lasts is your self-love your from you, not from the validation. Cause that goes away. No matter that goes away. That's like a hit. That's a hit. You got to keep hitting it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm so loving this episode and I'm so glad you came on. So thank you Yay. so much. Thank you for having me, Brianna. This was amazing. Um, if you want to be on the show, just message me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. And until next time, bye. Thank you again for listening to Secret Life Podcast. Please subscribe, share, send me a note, and you can always support the show with a donation on our site, secretlifepodcast.com. Until next time, bye.